Hey, I just wanted to introduce this episode before we get started. I actually recorded this at the beginning of 2020, and I never released it. The pandemic changed around a lot of the stuff I was doing at the time, as it did for a lot of people, but I want to get back to this podcast, so I'm going to start putting out more episodes regularly. But enjoy this episode, because the stuff we go over in this episode is still very relevant today. Hey guys, so today is going to be a different uh, style of the podcast. What we're going to actually go over is something a lot of people don't want to talk about. And somebody who is, I think, awesome and willing to confront things that a lot of people are not willing to confront is bookkeeping and money. Money, finances, taxes. All of that fun stuff that, you know, we're so happy we learned in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and that we uh, wish they would have taught us instead of many, many mathematical formulas. <laughs> that, um, so we're here with my, uh, my good friend. I feel like I've been fortunate to have a lot of really good friends come on this podcast, all in the beginning phases of this podcast. Um, but, uh, entrepreneur, amazing, badass woman, Maya Weinreb. Boom. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah. So Maya, why don't you just tell a little bit about what you do and then uh, we'll go from there. Okay, great. Um, so I have a, I have a bookkeeping firm. Um, I personally have been doing bookkeeping for over 15 years. I started out when I was 18, working for other people, had different positions, um, been running people's entire finance divisions in their company. I've been the CFO for companies. Um, and then I started my own company and went on my own. And I found that it was something that was really, really needed for entrepreneurs, for artists, for new businesses. And it's something nobody really knows a lot about. And a lot of what I do is kind of just let people know that it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. You know, it'll, do what you want to do, like go do your art and know that I know what I'm doing. And I teach people all the time. I train people on QuickBooks. Um, I tell people what to expect on taxes and they just kind of, it takes a lot of confusion out of their mind and like anxiety so they can do what they're supposed to be doing. Totally. Yeah. And it's, I know definitely for me, it's one of those areas that I am still very learn, very much needing to learn in, and I think everybody, unless you do it for a living, has very little idea of what the heck is going on with all of this stuff. It's true. So that's why I wanted to, to bring you on. And so what would you say are some of the most fundamental things that if somebody is not going to hire a bookkeeper right away, because say they don't have the finances for it, or they're just mm-hmm. getting going, but what are, what are the the fundamental things that artists and, you know, who are entrepreneurs needing are needing to set up? Honestly, the first stable datum that I give people when they're starting out, like in a new company or they're starting to sell their art is I tell them, don't worry about the IRS. Don't worry so much about your bookkeeping. The IRS can't tax you if there's no money being made. Okay. The IRS can't penalize you if you didn't make any money. So it's like, go get productive, go figure out how to make a lot of money and what you're trying to accomplish. So now they're starting to make some money, right? They're making, you know, 
30, 40, 50, 60, 70,000 a year mm-hmm. being an artist. Yeah. Or even that they're have, they have a, a day job. Yeah. That they're, you know, whether it's as an independent contractor or it's as um, W-2, which is as an employee, and then they have this artist thing that they're also making money. So let's say yeah. they have these two different jobs. They have a day job and then they have... Uh, their artist hustle, mm-hmm. whether they're, they're making money from YouTube, from social media, um, or if it's as a musician actually performing, or it's a filmmaker making commercials, mm-hmm. what would you, where would you start advising? And they're like, cool, I don't have any bookkeeping together. I don't okay. have any, anything. I'm starting from fresh. What do I need to do? Okay. So I, the first thing I would always recommend is get yourself on QuickBooks. Okay. What it's, is QuickBooks? QuickBooks is a bookkeeping software Okay. That is going to connect up to your bank account and credit card and make everything, uh, import everything into it so that it's really simple to know what your 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 out what you're spending, what your expenses are, and what your money coming in is. Yeah, I have their online version. It's, it's so easy. It's my favorite thing ever. It makes life very very nice. Yeah, and I train people. I'm a QuickBooks Pro Advisor certified, so I train people on QuickBooks all the time. And I just show them how simple it is to use. It's not It's not confusing. It's not complicated. It's one of the best products out there that I've researched. I know there's other ones that other people like. But personally, I think QuickBooks is the most, the most simple to use and easiest to use. Yeah. So it's going to connect up to, let's say you have, I mean, and even before that, you should have one bank account that you use just for business. So you're not mixing up your personal stuff and your, you know, your income that you make on your job okay. and your, your money that you're making and spending on your business. So the first thing is to separate your business expenses yeah. from your kind of everyday personal expenses. And not just your expenses, your income. Like, oh, let's and say your income too. you get a paycheck, it should go into just your personal account. Okay. But if a, a, a client or, you know, whoever, a customer, whoever's paying you gives you money, that's going to be part of your business. You want it in this other account. Okay, so set up a whole separate account yeah. just for yourself as an artist. Yes. That has nothing to do with personal. That's mm-hmm. a, a business account. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be. Like, if you haven't gone and gotten a tax entity from the IRS and mm-hmm. you can't open a business account, don't feel like you have to figure that out first. You can just open another personal account mm-hmm. and only use it for business and just say, that is designated as my business account. As the business account that mm-hmm. handles all or the artist account. Yeah, or whatever yeah, whatever it is you're doing. Quote unquote company entity. Exactly. And then you connect So you don't that even up. need to get like an LLC or an no. S Corp or anything like that. Eventually you do. Yes. Once you're making enough money that it saves you money to do that. Cool. But in the beginning you just go, okay, I'm just gonna get a new bank account and you know, you can get free bank accounts, you can use a credit union, you can use the if you have a Chase bank, you just open a second one and, and you can often get it for free. Yeah. And then you just use that for your business stuff and you connect that up to your QuickBooks. Okay. And then you track all the income of, you know, and you, and you can make it really simple. Like this is income. You don't yeah. have to say this is blah income. This is from the third painting income, like nothing. This is income. And then all of your expenses, you, you're going to want to say what they are because it'll save you money to say what they are. Yeah. Like, you know, this is a marketing cost. This was, um, for, uh, so where does that, why would that save you money? That saves you money in taxes. It saves you money in taxes. So, uh, just QuickBooks give you kind of like a little like, Oh, 
options of ideas of what those kind of are could be some it okay. gives you some but honestly if you even if you just have your own notation of like this was marketing expenses yeah this was travel expenses this yeah. was this expense exactly if you materials do, and supplies exactly like those are the main categories there's some things uh that you know if you use a cpa at the end of the year the CPA is going to say, no, you need to call this this, or you need to change this to this. And that's fine. But as long as you have everything similar grouped together, it's really easy to do. Even if you wanted to do your taxes on your own at the end of the year using H&R Block or, uh, you know. I mean, like TurboTax. TurboTax, yeah. Those, yeah. If you have those things categorized out, that when, it, that when it asks you, did you spend any money on this, you'll be able to go in and see. Yeah. There's also things like if you work from your home, you get a home office deduction, which is basically like, let's so you say you have use some of your rent yeah. for that you're paying at your house. Exactly. For or your mortgage yeah. and, and your utilities and all these things can all be divided. Like if you have fantastic. four rooms in your house, a lot of people tell you use your biggest room <laughs> as your office, like use your living room as your office. That way you can take that amount of square footage. Or if you have four equal size rooms, you use one of the rooms. Now you have 25% yeah. deductions. So this will all save you money when you do your taxes. And if you're just starting out, like you're just starting out and you're selling handmade jewelry on Etsy yeah. and you made $5,000 on your handmade jewelry, that's great. But you probably spent more money than that to make your $5,000. So when you put that on your tax report, or your tax return, then you're going to save money. Also, you have to make sure it's actually going to be a business business and not just like a hobby because that's a different thing. But still, <laughs> let's say you're building it into totally. a business. That you know it's getting, you're working on it being built. Okay. Yeah. So this is already overwhelming. I'm oh. already, I'm already overwhelmed. Oh no. Thank God I've already, you know, have a lot of this set up, but I can understand how it, it can it be daunting confusing. for people. So, yeah, which is why in the end, I really, really say focus on building your business and making the money. And to then pay a professional to do to pay do this. a professional like my dad told me yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't pull out your own rotten tooth like why would you try to do your taxes or your bookkeeping on your own hire yeah. a professional I mean I I know we just uh, passed the extension deadline but we were doing uh, my girlfriend and I were doing our own taxes and uh, she tried to do upload it she was going through all her expenses and tried to do her taxes on her own and saw how much she had to pay and was like this is ridiculous it was like several thousands of dollars yeah to uh, had she hired a CPA mm -hmm. who uh, only had to pay a couple hundred bucks and had to pay only a couple hundred bucks for taxes and then a couple hundred bucks to him and in the long run it was less than a thousand uh, dollars which awesome. already would have saved her several thousands of dollars of just paying it to the government instead yeah and was that on your personal return or was that on that was personal the personal because yeah. I know we did your LLC return yeah you did the company and yeah. you know it was super easy yeah exactly didn't have to think about anything so you set up QuickBooks you have two different accounts yeah but let's say you're not ready because you haven't made quite enough money where you can yeah. really hire anyone then yeah you set up your QuickBooks you have a one account but honestly even if all you did was make one account and connect it to your QuickBooks and didn't even do anything else with it for the rest of the year it will all import into QuickBooks and depending on how many transactions there are, it'll take somebody a few hours to go through all of it for you, do the bookkeeping for it. Yeah. And then you can get someone to do a tax return. Yeah. Or even if you go through, so one of the, so let's break down taxes now, because okay. this is something that I think a lot of artists don't think with. And it was 
it was funny going through it again this year where like my parents are artists mm-hmm. and they built up a really big company as artists mm-hmm. and they never taught me anything about taxes. Yeah. Like who wants to talk about taxes? Exactly. So Only this is stuff I learned in the world, right? <laughs> Death and taxes. Yeah. Um, and was looking at it as what are expenses? So expenses are things that you have to, that are stuff for, if you own a business as an mm-hmm. artist, you are a business yeah. that you can count against your income. Right. So they're, they're literally expenses, costs that you incur, but that are for business, not for personal. Right. And that's why you have a, a massive corporation like Amazon mm-hmm. who they have lots of expenses. So thus they can not pay any taxes. Right. And they've also probably found some tax loopholes and things like that. Yes. But like, well, I, that's how you get away with stuff like that. Sure. You have a lot of expenses, but also I want to say that I'm not a CPA and I can't give legal tax advice. I can only give rules of yeah. thumb and this, best. This is practices. a podcast. I know nothing about this. Okay, and good. So I'm legal definitely disclaimer, legal disclaimer, everyone. Exactly. So this is not any legal. You cannot take us to court. We're Thank you for throwing out that. We're just giving you a device. This is, you know, the, our two cents of having yeah. learned from uh, the tricks of the trade of just every day. Yeah. And learning from our own mistakes. Yes. So that you don't have to. And learning from friends and others and mentors yeah. who, who know this better than we do. Yeah. So speaking of learning from mistakes, I just have to throw in there. Yeah. You got you to gotta keep receipts. Okay. For everything. Really? I'm so bad at that. I hate receipts. Yeah, you have to. You don't have to do anything with them. You just have to keep them in an envelope for the year. Okay. Because if for any reason the IRS decided to audit you, you need to be able to show those receipts. So you really don't have to do but anything with them. a credit card statement doesn't count strong um, enough? There's, like, been different court cases and stuff where, like, people have been like, isn't this credit card statement or bank statement enough? So it's sort of iffy. It's 50-50. Like, you might be able to, depending on when it occurs or whatever, you might be able to get them agree to take the bank statement. You might not. All right. So, so keep your receipts, put them in an envelope, all, or at least the business the business, the business receipts. receipts. Only the business receipts. So not if you're buying kombucha from Bristol Farms. and We don't care. Yeah. It's up but, to you. But, you know, you're spending the $1,000 on social media marketing. Keep the receipt. Keep the invoice. Keep that invoice. Keep the you know, invoice. whatever it is. Or that's the great thing is you can do all digital uh, yeah. receipts now. Sure, and just, make a file. Yeah, put them in, put them in you your go, email and keep them. If you go to Starbucks for a business meeting, yeah, which, mind you, has to be an actual business meeting. It can't be like I'm going to Starbucks with my girlfriend and I might bring up a business idea. Like It has to be a usual, ordinary Business, business meeting. meeting, which a lot of, you know, we're based in LA and there's a lot yeah. of business meetings that take place at Starbucks. Right. Exactly. So you get that receipt from Starbucks. You write down who the business meeting was with on the receipt and okay. just put it in your envelope. Cool. And then you can just keep that in the back of your desk drawer. And yeah. And I don't know, you're supposed to keep like several years Isn't worth like of five around. years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, probably. Like I forget Talk to how, your long, CPA about how this. long they could audit you, but keep them because it could save you money in the end. Yeah. So you set up, so expenses, that's what we're yeah. not about talking Sorry. about. Expenses. So it's everything that you're doing that has to do with business. So give me some examples. Uh, let's go through some examples of what, uh, for business expenses. yeah, business expenses, but for artists, for artists. Okay. So let's say like, if you're like an actual, like fine art artist, you're painting or whatever, painter, sculptor, anything like that. Sure. So all of your supplies. Okay. Would be expensive. So your paint brushes, your, your paint, canvas, your canvas, all your, of that. Your whatever the stuff they make sculptures with. Your it. clay. Thank if you. If you're doing, if you're buying wood for it. Yeah. 
all of that stuff is a business expense. Okay. Because you, you can't even make your art, art without, without that. So you could say for a musician the same way buying gear. Yeah. So you're... Well, when you talk about gear, then you start talking about how, what's the value of the gear. Is okay. it Because it's, if it's worth a lot of money, then it becomes an asset. Okay. Which is treated differently than an expense. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to not get into that right this yeah, second. Yeah, no, let's not talk about equipment and, like, ex, you know, expensive cameras, things like that. Okay. Those are not expensive. So that's a whole nother, but that's still... Keep track of it. That's, okay, good. But good it'll be know. treated differently for taxes. Okay. Like, you can split the cost per year or depending on how mm. your taxes get done. Okay. So that's separate. But expenses, supplies, um... You know, things like that. If you're paying for marketing, for promotion, yeah. for your website. I mean, paying your bookkeeper. Paying your bookkeeper is a business your CPA, expense. Your you're business paying business. a lawyer to set up any yep. legal stuff is yep. an expense. That's an expense. If you hire someone to assist you, like, uh, you know, an assistant an for assistant. business. Yeah. yeah. Or even or, if you're doing, like, if you're getting people online, if you're doing VAs, virtual assistants. Yeah. Upwork, Fiverr. That's all business expense. There's... Should I talk about what, like, paperwork you need to get them to sign? Sure. So you got to get them to sign a a form called a W-9. Okay. If you're not hiring them as an employee. If you're doing them as an independent contractor. So this is somebody who's... most of these are going to be. Who are doing, like, one-off jobs or doing jobs that maybe are semi-regularly, or even it could be regularly, but they're not, like, on a payroll, on salary. Which there's rules about what you can and can't hire people to be a subcontractor for. Okay. But let's say you are hiring them as a subcontractor. Yeah. Uh, so you got to get them to fill out. And they're in the U.S. If they're in Vietnam and they're a... The Philippines. Virtual and- assistant, then it's different. But if they're in the U.S., you got to have them fill out a W-9, which is basically just ask for their social security number, an address, or their tax ID and address. And they sign it. And at the end of the year, you give them what's called a 1099, which is a report that gets sent to the IRS and the state of what you paid them. Letting them know that that money that you paid them was their income and not your income. Right. So you can count it as an expense. So do we have uh, any questions? Do we answer any questions? No. Okay. We're going to ignore questions. We're on the podcast. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. So that's something that's important uh, to know, but that's a business expense. Uh, what other, so I know for me, I do a lot of traveling uh, for my company and yeah. for filming. Yeah. So I know the Uber rides to yep. and from the airport. Business expense. The, the flight. Uh, the flight itself. The hotel. The hotel. Uh, I even count the food when yep. I'm on that job. Business travel. Uh, food. Uh, business food, business meals are tax deductible. Yeah. So additionally, if I'm meeting with a client or if I'm meeting with producers Mm -hmm. or other cinematographers or anybody else who I'm doing a job with, let's say in pre-production before the job or after the job, I can count those meals or that's that Starbucks meeting. Right. If I go, okay, great. Let's, we're going to talk about the job. Let's meet at Starbucks, grab a coffee. Right. I can count that. Exactly. And you would want to keep separated out. Like if it's a business travel expense or if it's like a local business meeting expense, because those are taxed differently. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, I believe, I don't want to sound stupid, but about, I believe meals, business meals are 50%, in yeah, in town are 50% deductible, okay. 
and business travel meals are hundred percent deductible. Hey. So, but you have oh. to, yeah. So Crap, always I missed travel. out on that on my taxes. Jeez. Always travel for business. Go back, and I mean, I travel. I yeah. was traveling last year about every two weeks. Yeah, I all of out. that is business travel expenses. Dang. But you okay. have to make sure that it's legitimate business travel. It's not that you went to visit your grandmother and you talked to your grandmother about your business idea or gave her a piece of art. Yeah, it's it like has to be a usual so and ordinary business So some travel. of those ideas, like, just to help break it down so you guys can think with it, as a musician, if you're on tour... All deductible. If you're a filmmaker and you're shooting a movie outside of your city, outside yep. of your home area, that's business. Mm-hmm. If you're a painter, there's art shows yep. um, around the country, around the world that you could be going to. Or if you're going to galleries, if you, let's say you get represented by a gallery on uh, outside of your state or yep. outside of your city and you're having a meeting with the curator and yeah. all of those or, are business expenses. Exactly. Or if you're an entrepreneur and you're going to go do a live meeting with a prospective client in another state. Yeah. So all of those are travel expenses. All of those things can you, and that's the great thing is if you have QuickBooks, I feel like this is a, a giant QuickBooks ad plug. I know. I have no referral code. I should have a referral I've code. This would be awesome. So many QuickBooks. They should, they should pay me a lot of money, but, but uh, they don't. So where that's where you can keep it really easy and keep it yourself. Take like two hours a week mm-hmm. just to go through your expenses from that past week because it's fresh in your mind yeah. and keep that organized. Exactly. So people so, are putting away their expenses. Then a CPA can, uh, CPA is basically an accountant. It's the same. What does CPA stand for even? Certified public accountant. Ah. So they, they go to school for, you know, four years and get a, a bachelor's in accounting. Okay. Bachelor's, right? Four yeah. years. And then they have to take a series of tests. Um, so it's kind of like a, a doctor in a sense where you have to actually have a piece of paper to give you that license sure. to do that job. Sure. But you don't have to be a CPA to do taxes. You do need okay. to be certified. Okay. Like, so whether a CPA is that you went to school and you have the degree in it and you and went... And then you went and learned. ...to the test. But you can yeah. just be an accountant and have just taken the test. Um... You can be a bookkeeper okay. a and bookkeeper. take and, and be a certified uh, tax preparer. Oh, okay. Which is like, I have people working for me who are certified tax preparers, but that doesn't mean they went to school for four years. They took a class mm-hmm. on how to do taxes okay. and then they have been doing taxes because honestly, taxes are pretty simple for the most part. It's just made to feel really complicated. And there's software. You're not even doing anything by hand anymore. So it's like the same, almost the same as like when you go through H&R Block or TurboTax. Yeah. The person, the tax repairer has similar questions and they just type in numbers and it calculates it for them. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So you don't, but a CPA should, not always, but a CPA should know the most about these things and be able to give you good tax advice. Like when you want to know what kind of tax structure, like should I be an LLC? Should I be an S Corp? These different, these are just different types of companies. Kind of the legal plus. The CPA Kind of the legal tax ramifications. Yeah, the CPA should be able to advise you on that. that. Whereas I can only say the general rule, people, CPAs have advised me or whatever, right? This is the advice I've heard. This is what I... Exactly. Or for instance, if you're starting to make a lot of money and you want to know how to save money on taxes, a CPA should be able to say, if you set up this kind of investment over here... You'll save money if I mean, you. That's the that's the story I heard from uh, Grant Cardone. I yeah. Mean, his whole 
uh, jet was a tax write-off. Right. Because, I mean, he only flies in his jet for business. I mean, he f- flies in his jet for everything, but... Greg Cardone, I went to business. the 10X conference. Okay. He, all of his clothes have the 10X logo, and so therefore they're all tax deductible wow. because they are promotion. And speaking of that, speaking of other expenses, right? Yeah. So if you're an actor... You are, you know, what you're selling is your body half the time. So yeah. you can say the gym. Mm-mm. You can't. No. I thought you could. Mm-mm. You have to, you know, at least last time I looked up this law. Okay. You have to have a, a doctor saying that you need to go to the gym in order to deduct the gym. Would you say getting your hair done if you're an actress? Um, if it's for a specific role and you can write down what role it's for. If you're, let's say, if you're like a brunette and you changing your hair like you're naturally brunette mm-hmm. and you're changing hair blonde and that's your look no no you know and these are things where there's gray areas and okay. I think I have a little book that says like tax write-offs for actors but they also unless as an actor you incorporate there's less write-offs now because of the the rules that were recently changed okay so think with that if you're starting to grow and you're starting to actually make it into a you're making it actually your full income let's say as that artistic profession. Yeah. Highly recommend talking with a lawyer or a CPA about CPA. a CPA. Okay, great. Skip a lawyer. Get yeah. hire a CPA. Do a one-hour consultation and have yeah. him or her kind and of consult on exactly. what type of organization legally you should set up to have the most help deductions. Yeah. And because I know we CPAs, set up we set up a S corp. Right. Me too. And so where it allows, I have an S corp which allows me to do all my photography, all my filmmaking, um, and then additionally whether it's corporate and clients or whether it's um, private. And more uh, like personal projects. Yeah, I run that all through the company. Sure. And allowing me the, the have the most the amount highest of expenses. Yeah. Yeah. So now actors, they have to really, um, you know, most CPAs will do a consultation for you for free. Okay. Like the, you set up an appointment, they'll consult with you as like a start starting out, especially if they're going to do your taxes at the end of the year. They'll help you figure that out. As, as if they're going to do your incorporation or you know your legal paperwork for you, then they'll charge you for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but but they typically shouldn't do. be that much. It depends. If a CPA does it, it's going to be more. It could be five hundred, a thousand, fifteen hundred. If you cool. do it yourself, um, like on LegalZoom or something, it'll be cheaper. Will you do it 100% right the best way? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, so, maybe not. You- yeah. So that's why it's like go to the CPA. So the CPA will, will give you advice and as an actor. I'm not 100% up on everything on actors. An actor. Um, maybe a painter or something like that. Yeah. So painters is a little simpler to understand because they're not selling. Like, like I had a client ask me if they are like a... Um, an artist client? They're an artist. They're a stylist. Okay. And they asked me if their Botox was tax deductible. And I personally would say no. I would be like, I don't I don't think the IRS would allow it. But it's sort of like if you can prove that it's a necessary business expense, it could be a sort of gray area. So maybe some of their clothes, because they were needing to show how they were stylish... 
If for as a stylist, yes, some of your clothes. Yeah, if it's a stylist, for example. But if it's an actor, as far as I know, your clothes, unless it's for an event, like you're buying a dress because you're going to the Oscars or premiere. Or, or you're buying costume for a role. Those are tax deductible, but you okay. can't wear them in your personal life. Oh, wow. So they, like, really are not nice to actors, and they make a lot of rules So make it hard. Simplicity, if you start working as an actor, getting get incorporated, yeah, you'll have a, a better... Talk to a CPA, get incorporated, it'll help. Just in general. If, yeah. if you're starting to actually make a, a career and a living yeah. being an artist, get incorporated, talk to a CPA about it, because... It takes you out of the picture, and it becomes a company, and it right. becomes a business, um, which is what. And you're protected. Uh, that's the whole point. It's like it limits yeah. your liability. And that's and that's the whole thing. The whole purpose of this podcast is to, so you have a better understanding of being a business owner rather than oh, I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is definitely we're diving really deep into. We that are. We're getting a lot deeper than I, I thought you wanted to get, but that's cool. Um, and well, yeah, but I, I, this want the, is, I want the actionable items that artists like. This is where they're failing. This, this is, is what they're not confronting. These are actionable. This is what items. we need to do. But keep in mind that it's really like it's expensive in California mm-hmm. to own a corporation. Yes. So you want to do it if you're making profit and you're making money. You're making a hundred thousand. Yeah. If you're you making know, you're, a career doing yeah. it, like if that's your sole income. And or you're, you're actually, making 80, 90 percent of your income via that. But it, but if you're living with your parents and 80, 90 percent of your income is 20 grand, it's not going to be worth it to incorporate. It's not worth it. All right. So what around what level would you say? 50, 70, 90, 100? I mean, for a normal like a company, I would say when you're making like 100 and you're starting to make profit where you've got like. 60,000 in profit. Okay. You should start setting up a corporation. For an actor, maybe it's slightly less because you have less expenses. Okay. You're not paying other people as much. I mean, um, when did I incorporate? I think I I don't remember. Yeah. I did it relatively earlier on, but I also incorporated my I was living in Florida at the time, so my company's based in Florida yeah. and it's Florida's a lot nicer to you Florida than Florida is a lot nicer than California. So, yeah. but look at I would look at because not all the people who are listening to this podcast are going to be based in California. Okay. But I would look at your state codes in terms of the pricing to own a company. Yeah. But, uh... Like, California has a... The California state charges you $800 a year. Yeah. Just to own a corporation. Just to own a company. So that's, you know, that's rough unless you're actually making a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but then if you are, then it's worth it. Yeah. And so think about it. Like, if you're going to save $800 in taxes... Because of that, great. Just look at it wherever you're living. It's exactly. something again to talk to a CPA about. Yeah, um, they'll know how much it costs, how you know what they, yeah. how much you can save, and potentially from your last tax returns that they can help you with that. Exactly. The other thing to keep in mind is that if once you incorporate, you mm-hmm. have to now set up a payroll. Your company has to have a payroll. Mm-hmm. And that's how you save money because the money that you pay yourself on payroll will be taxed on payroll tax. Okay. But the money that you pay yourself not on payroll isn't going to be taxed in the same way. So that's how you save a lot of money by being a corporation. Makes sense. So again, stuff to talk to a CPA about and get that all 
but and it sounds but the thing is when you start doing this deep dive it sounds all very complicated and like oh my god oh my god and am I gonna get in trouble if I don't do all these things and the fact of the matter is again like I said in the beginning if, if you're not making a lot of money the IRS has nothing to tax so don't even worry about it until you actually start making the IRS income. cares when you're making money yeah because that's how they make money exactly so if you're just starting out and you're like do I need to go talk to a CPA about a business structure and should I go buy QuickBooks and all these things Focus on building your business. Focus on building your yes, customer promoting, base. Make money. Promoting yourself and promoting your art, whatever that art may be. I, I think that's, again, that's super smart. It's, yeah, yeah, I mean, I didn't set up my company until like four years into my company. Because, okay, which may have I mean, been a little the, later than it should have yeah, been. Yeah, and it, it took or might have been two years. I don't know. I forget exactly how. Yeah. Because I've been doing, I was doing it freelance for so many years. Right. That don't really know when I actually started my company officially. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it it depends how many, like if you're also getting paid as an employee, if you're doing that by itself, but like there will be a point where you're like, wow, I'm making pretty good money. I should start talking to a CPA. I should figure out what my next steps are. And, um, and obviously as soon as you can like afford paying for QuickBooks, which is like 25 bucks a month usually. Yeah. I think there's even a $10 Oh, no, I think, the, oh, that's not the, that's the, like, the individual account. Yeah, well, there's one called um, QuickBooks Self-Employed. Yeah. Which is, unfortunately, terrible. Okay, They're so don't even it, do that. Don't do that. They're making it better, so maybe at some point in the future it'll be worth it, but right now it's not... The best. It's not, yeah, I wouldn't use it. So I would go with, like, there's an, there's a one called QuickBooks Simple Start. Mm-hmm. That's the one I would go with. It's the cheapest right now. I think it's probably 20, 20 bucks a month or something. Cool. So you get that going, you connect up your one bank account that you, you did and you know, you spend half an hour a week going through your expenses. It's also great cause you can run reports. You can look at what is your income versus your expenses, how much money oh, wow. are you making? What's your profit? Yeah. And it helps you manage your company better. You can, you know, look at statistics. So it's great to do that. If you, if some people have a hard time looking at that stuff, confronting numbers or whatever, fine. Don't even do it. Just Set it connect up it, it up to QuickBooks. Let it go on automatic. At the end of the year, hire someone for, you know, should be just a few hours to get you organized. Great. Um, now, where, wh- what else? Is there any other basics that you see that, let's say they have their company up and going, not total newbies, right? Mm-hmm. But they've made 80, 90, 100, 120. Like, they're like, oh, wow, they actually have yeah. a a, a decent career going. Okay. Um, what would you, what advice would you now? Um, so do incorporate. Yeah. You know, which generally, uh, CPAs recommend an S corp. So there's obviously different rules and things and what might be needed, but generally it's going to be an S corp. Cool. Uh, you got to set up a payroll, even if you're only paying yourself, mm-hmm. you got to really look at the rules of people that you're hiring to work with you to make sure they're actually contractors and that they shouldn't be employees. Cool. And the one thing you really want to do is get in some financial planning because I know actors, for instance, they'll get a really big check. They'll get really excited. They'll buy a new car. And three months later, they're broke and they haven't gotten a new role, a new role. Yeah. So it's like try to have, you know, six months worth of if you have that type of, uh, you know, thing, try to have six months worth of expenses saved. Yeah. Try to really plan out how you're going to spend your income wisely. So talking about a financial plan, looking at it is looking at kind of what are your, 
monthly, weekly expenses. Mm -hmm. And then going, okay, great. That's what you need to either make every week or month. Yeah. Or if you, let's say you're an actor or you're a painter and it's like, don't know when the next kind of income is coming Mm -hmm. that you go, great. I know this, I sell, I do a job for $30,000. Good. That'll last. And you need to make $5,000 or you have $5,000 a month of expenses. Mm -hmm. So great. That's six months worth of living. Yeah. So I have six months to figure out getting a next job. Yeah. Or our next paycheck. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I was like Grant Cardone would say, like, you don't sit on your laurels. You don't rest on your laurels. Yeah. You go sell more. You go make more money. You don't just settle because you made $30,000 for the first time in your life. Like, that's nice, but it's only going to last you a few months. And you're yeah. going to see that and it's... that's not even if you, you know, start to spend more money. Yeah. And don't worry about... I mean, obviously, there's a certain level of PR that people want to have. But, like, you don't need to go buy that new car until you can easily afford it. Yeah. You know, things like that. So, and you're, and you're saving money, not just to save, you want to save money so that if you need to live on it, you can, and then try not to live on it, yeah, but exactly. have it be there as a cushion. It, it's saving money being that, you know, you're not selling a product where you can just go, okay, great. I'm going to have money coming in every month or right. you're, you're not working as an employee right. where you go, great. Whether I'm going to have, I have a job, I have a paycheck. Okay, yeah. great. The only time you're not going to get paid is if you get fired. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So so save that money and then invest in yourself. Like, become better at your craft. Um, promote more. Promote more. Yeah. Uh, you know, take another class. Take, a, take a, a sales class. Take an entrepreneur class. Go do a Grant Cardone convention. 100%. You know, so those are things that you want to invest in to be better like when put your money in places that's going to help make you more money. Exactly. As opposed to buying that new car might be a pretty car. You might be able to get more girls, but it's not going to make you more money usually. Yeah. So Grant Cardone didn't buy his jet around and tell that to you ladies of what? And you know, you don't need to buy that new purse, but that new purse is going to bring you a lot of happiness. I know. Sure. So save up <laughs> money to buy the purse, save up money to buy the car, whatever. Yeah, save up even extra do money things, to do that. Yeah, do things that make you happy, but don't buy a car with $600 a month car payments that you're not, you might if not be able to making, afford. you know. Because you made 30000 one time. Yeah. So be smart about that. Be smart about what you're spending your money on and how you're spending yeah. it. And honestly, I don't own any designer purses. So, yet. yet. But there's other things that are more important to me. Yeah, it's just, I'd it's, rather pay someone to clean my apartment <laughs> than buy a designer purse. And people who know me will agree with that. So, um, so looking at that as you keep going, just keep that financial smartness, intelligence mm-hmm. as you keep expanding and constantly learn and you know grow. Yeah. So again, I think the great strong takeaways from this is. The IRS doesn't care if you don't make any money. So, so don't worry can, about that. Don't sweat about you that. You don't have to stress. They're not a big monster that you think they are. When you start making money. Uh, Even it, then, they're not a big monster. But exactly. then you want to start, you know, Just keeping start being track smarter, of. QuickBooks. Maybe talk with a CPA to help figure out just expenses and then incorporate when need be mm-hmm. when you're making enough money to do that. If you're an actor, you might need to incorporate sooner. Yeah, or certain, into that. certain professions might look at that. You can talk to friends. 
you can reach out to Maya. I don't know if you're on social media. Do you? Yeah, wear on I'm social? on. Uh, my company is called, which we should have said this. Wow, bad marketing. Well, we'll start this at the end. Solvency Now Bookkeeping Firm. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I get lots of referrals from friends and family. And uh, yeah, if you ever, and I, I do free consultations. So whenever people have questions, they're starting out their company or they're reached a milestone in their company and they're stressing out about it. I'll do free consultations. I'll tell them, okay, here's your next steps you need to do. I'm always willing to help people. Yeah. And I'm not like trying to make money off of helping, you know, my friends or friends of friends expand. Like once they get big enough, they're going to hire me to do their bookkeeping. But because you've helped them already so much. Yeah. And because my purpose for my company is to help business owners and like a business owner, you know, they started their company, whether they're an artist or an entrepreneur, they started their company because that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to sell paper airplanes. They wanted to be an actor. And then all of a sudden they get all this paperwork and this legal things. And should I incorporate and should I not? And it becomes overwhelming. And that's not why you started your company. Yeah. So I go, great, hire a professional and we'll take care of it for you. So you can go back to doing what you were doing. Totally. So I help, I've helped a lot. I have a lot of clients. Um, I've helped a lot of business owners and I've held a lot of hands and people are doing well and expanding because of it. So that's, that's what I like to do. Awesome. So Maya's here to help. Uh, you can look on Yelp for a CPA if you need I help I also have that. CPA recommendations if you want, depending on what state There's you're that in. Too. But yeah, Solvency Now Bookkeeping Firm. Let me say it a couple more times <laughs> now to promote it. Exactly. SolvencyNow.com. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's yeah. fun.